Welcome to the Career Chat Room, where we focus on job searching and landing. I'm your host, Erin Sergi. Welcome back to the Career Chat Room. My guest this episode is a former colleague who is at one point my intern, and I'll always think of her as that just a little bit, and is now a current dear friend, Katie Whitaker. Katie is building a career in HR that has been on, in my opinion, quite an accelerated pace over the past three plus years. And I think that Katie has some great insights into her career navigation that would be helpful to share with our audience. Katie, welcome to the career chat room. Would you mind sharing a quick summary of your background before we jump into our discussion? Sure. Thanks so much for having me, Erin. So my name is Katie Whitaker. I am currently a leadership development advisor. I previously went to Rutgers University uh, for my undergraduate degree where I got a double degree in human resource management and labor studies and employment relations, as well as a minor in psychology. I recently graduated from Villanova with my graduate degree in human resource development, and I started my full-time career, I would say a little bit about three years ago, full-time, but full career, about four. And I've been in, I guess, including two internships and then uh, two different full-time roles. And then now I'm in my current role today. That's great. And and Katie, you and I have known each other uh, since just before your senior year of college. So I know a bit about your career journey so far. And and there's a couple things that really stand out for me that I think are the accelerators that have really given you great momentum as you've finished up your college career and then moved into your full-time career. And so I'm going to list those out here just at at a really brief level. And one was that you transferred schools in the middle of your college career. And you did an internship, what I think of as a little bit earlier than what some people do, which was between your sophomore and junior year of college. And then after you did that second internship, which was with me, you extended your second internship into that senior year, that following year after the summer internship period. And then right away, you started your master's program just as soon as your full-time job started. And so although I know about these things that I think are the, the big, impactful career moves and decisions just on a surface level, you know, you and I had never gone deeper into what went into those decisions until we started talking about the topics for this episode. So I thought that it would make sense for us and really be insightful for our audience if we went a little bit deeper into those decisions. And so I asked you to join me here in the career chat room and and dive in and let's get the fuller story that that went into those decisions so that it can help other people as they navigate these types of decisions over the course of their career. So the transfer of schools. This can be such a hard decision. And I was actually thinking about, there's the song and I, I'm going to try not to sing it, but like, should I stay or should I go now? And it's it's like, if I go, there will be trouble. And if I stay, there will be double. And so I, I just wanted to kind of give you a chance to talk about how that went. So you started off at one school and you ended up at another. Tell us yeah. about that a little bit more. 
Yes. So I started up at a very small school uh, and I had a great friend group. I thought that I would want to pursue a health professional career track and they had a good degree that would help get me into grad school. So um, that's, that's really why I went there freshman year. While I was there on campus, I started thinking about my actual career and maybe going into the health profession was not necessarily for me. And so because of that, I had decided that I wanted to understand what other majors were out there. And I had the idea of maybe going into a business route, but I still wanted the chance to help people. And I didn't know exactly what that looks like. But at my smaller university, I knew that there weren't many options of majors for me to choose from. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, I decided around Thanksgiving that it didn't make sense for me to go to that smaller school anymore. And I wanted to transfer. Mm-hmm. Now, at that time of the year, it, it doesn't, it, it's not very helpful because <laughs> it, you, you can't apply for the next semester to go to a different university. So I decided to go to my community college instead of going to uh, the smaller school for another semester. Mm -hmm. One, because it saved money and I got to live at home and the tuition was was significantly cheaper. Mm -hmm. Uh, And two, because I still didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do or where I wanted to go. I just knew I wanted to go to a bigger university Mm -hmm. that had more options at my uh, community college. I really enjoyed it. I took a lot of my general classes, but I had professors from Columbia or Princeton who were retired, but were teaching for fun. Uh, mm-hmm. And I really, I really learned a lot from them. I think a lot and- of people overlook the chance to you know attend a, a community college as either a launching pad or even as a filler which is the approach that you were kind of taking a, a placeholder as you figured things out. I think that, that that's often overlooked. And even though you decided pretty quickly in your freshman year that you wanted to explore other things, like you said, Thanksgiving time didn't give you a lot of options to just immediately land at another school. So that, that took, I think, a lot of um, maybe guts to to switch gears at that point in time? Was it hard uh, telling your parents that, you know, you, you want, think you want to do a different direction and you want to make this change? Tell me a little bit about how you were feeling. Yes, it, it was definitely hard. I remember saying to my mom, I was like, I don't want to go back. I, I'm good. We'll, we'll end the semester here. I'll take no credits. And she was, it, it was a $30,000 semester. Mm-hmm. That was a no. Um, <laughs> and she she was like, you have to finish the, the semester. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can go to your community college if that's what makes sense. Mm-hmm. And it, it was definitely a hard decision to come to. Like I said, I had really good friends and I knew I was leaving and it was very sad to uh, say goodbye to them. Some I would still talk to today. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a big change and it's not something that people necessarily do as transfer schools. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people are worried about the stigma of what that looks like when you do transfer. Uh, myself, I also was very nervous about the stigma of going to a community college. I had no idea what it was going to be like. And I would say before, I probably had one of those stigmas of, 
oh, it's just community college. But Mm -hmm. I really got to learn so much from my professors. Mm -hmm. And I met a lot of friends. There were some people from my high school who I, you know, saw in class. Mm -hmm. And it ended up being a really good fit for that one semester. I I worked, I lived at home. I worked uh, part-time during that time. So I was able to save money and really think about what it is that I wanted out of my education and ultimately my career. Yeah. Because when you're in high school and you're thinking about what you want to do, it, it usually changes some, mm-hmm. some path along the way. Uh, and I just decided, decided the health profession background was not for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had to look to what was next. Yeah. And how did that start to gel then? Like, where did the inspiration for checking out HR and, and maybe looking into that as a major come from? Where did that originate? So I always loved psychology mm-hmm. and l- learning how people worked and what made people tick. And I always thought of business in the background, but I knew I was not an accounting major or a finance major. Mm-hmm. It was not my strengths. And I didn't know about HR. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when I had transferred to Rutgers and was accepted. I was looking at all of the different majors, all of the different business majors, and I saw human resource management and labor studies and employment relations, and I had no idea what that was. Mm -hmm. So after doing some research into it, I thought, well, maybe that could be a good fit. I Mm -hmm. wasn't exactly sure, Mm -hmm. but it piqued my interest enough for me to take intro to HR in my first semester at Rutgers, my sophomore year, Mm. and I loved it. It was a basic understanding of HR, all of the different facets of HR, Mm -hmm. but I I still wasn't exactly sold either. Um, I I did love it, and I I liked the the learning part of it, but what did it look like in real life? I wasn't exactly sure. Yeah, and that's probably where the the motivation to really get started in a real life experience came from is I know that there are a lot of students who don't really click into that internship gear until that summer between junior and senior year of college, because there's so many other fun things to do in those summers between uh, semesters at school. And, and that's not as common to get that internship between sophomore and junior year. But is that where the motivation came from is to find out more and really try and solidify what you were thinking and how did that play out? Yes, that's exactly it. So if I was really going to do a 180 with my major, I wanted to make sure that I liked it. And so I applied to many internships starting in the fall of my semester of my sophomore year. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, a, a little daunting being a, a, a sophomore applying for those internships, mm-hmm. but eventually I did land one. I got to see the general sense of what HR looked like in an organization, in a, in a company. Mm-hmm. So I previously went from thinking I was going to be working in a hospital or an outpatient physical therapy office and then did a 182 buying office clothes and where and yeah. going into an office for an internship that summer. And it did really solidify that this was the right move. 
And I, I was really grateful to be able to have that internship in between to reconfirm that that was the right move and changing my major made sense for me. Yeah. Because if I did not like that summer, I still had enough time in my college career to, to switch. Yeah. And it can be very challenging to get an internship between your sophomore and junior year because many companies are looking for someone who they can convert to full-time in the next year. And it's more difficult for them to see that earlier in their career, in their college career intern as a viable option. But that internship helped to solidify how you were thinking about your career. And, and it led to you being in the market for an internship between your junior and senior year. And when you and I started talking about this podcast and this episode, I asked you a question that I hadn't really asked before. And I'd thought it a few times, but I guess I either forgot or I just decided I wasn't going to go there. But I asked you, how is it that that in the spring of your junior year, uh, you were still in the market for an internship and we managed to get you as our intern uh, for that summer. And you shared with me a story that I just had no idea was going on and it wasn't what I expected. And I was hoping actually that you could share a little bit about that with our listeners today. Yes, a lot of do's and don'ts, I think, in the story. So basically, after seeing a broad internship where I worked administratively, but got to shadow a lot of HR topics and subjects and learn from a service level and confirming that that's what I wanted to do, in my next internship, I wanted to make sure that I had some strategic position where I was actually able to make an impact mm-hmm. at the organization that I interned with. So I started applying in the fall, just like I did my sophomore year. I interviewed many places. I received offers. I accepted offers and then declined them less than 24 hours later, which is a big no. Shock. I would not recommend, I would yep. <laughs> not, not recommend doing that. And the reason why I would decline them is I would go to sleep and I would think this is not going to be the position for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be happy working administratively for another summer. I was in the headspace with, with I could waitress and I would get more experience doing that than I would working administratively. Now, looking back, and when I when I told you the story, I knew it was a, a do and don'ts. Mm-hmm. It was right that I was looking for a strategic internship. That mm-hmm. made sense for me, and I wanted to make sure that I was happy in the position that I was in. The don't was definitely accepting roles and then declining them less than 24 hours later. Mm-hmm. I should have accepted it, kept it until I found something else. Mm-hmm. that better fit the need just in case I always had that one to fall on. Yeah, I agree. That would be Aaron's advice. And that <laughs> is the advice that I give a lot of people is that you have to look out for yourself and make sure that you have what you need. Um, but you know, it doesn't surprise me, Katie, that you were concerned about having accepted something you wouldn't be happy in and wanting to let the company know as soon as possible that you didn't want to take that job. Uh, But if you could do it all over again, I would say you look out for yourself and you keep that offer (laughs) until you find what's really, really the right fit for you, which lucky for me happened to be the internship at my company that I was at at the time and and in the in the position in the department uh, that I was working in. So that's how we came to be. And, and the other thing that I think uh, is an impactful move that you made 
was actually extending. So I think that when you do a summer internship, a lot of times people think of it as just a 10 to 12 week experience over the summer. And and let's face it, college is it's a pretty fun place to be, right? And your senior year is a pretty amazing uh, experience that you many people, and and you probably were thinking along those lines as well, want to experience fully and be 100% uh, into your senior year. But I think that extending, accepting that that invitation that we you know made to extend for a part-time extended internship into your senior year was a really impactful move because it lets you be kind of partially out one foot on campus and one foot into the corporate world. How do you think that that benefited you? I got to see my summer internship project come to life by staying on Mm part-time. And that was very instrumental. I was part of the change management of the process. I got to help build the resources and really implement the project, Mm -hmm. which I would not have been able to do if I had stopped and just presented the strategy and no longer came back. Mm -hmm. So that was really important to me. The balance of school and working part-time, I was able to focus on school, but I still got the benefit of learning what it would be like in a business environment. Mm -hmm. So we learn in school these theoretical concepts, but actually applying them in the work setting made a stronger impact for me and my learning And by staying on part-time, that was really helpful for me. It helped me grow Mm -hmm. throughout my senior year. And ultimately, then when the pandemic hit, it gave me even something more to focus on in a pretty dark time when classes went virtual. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I really got to be able to focus on both work and finishing up school but I, at the time, my senior year definitely enjoyed work a little bit more just because I was getting ready to enter, you know, the, yeah. the real world with my career. And I, I do think that a lot of individuals do work in college. And I think that if you have the opportunity to extend your internship versus working uh, a job on campus or a, a, another side job mm-hmm. to do that. I yeah. do think that it does provide a, a, a stronger impact in your career and your learning and your development. So if the opportunity is available, I would definitely advise to stay on when possible. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a it's a an interesting balance to try to to get because I remember you were on track to graduate a semester early and graduate in December. And we were all geared up to have you start full time in January. But I think it was it was a good move, though, that you made also, which I haven't even touched on, which is that you decided to to tap the brakes a little bit and not rush to leave campus, even though we had no idea that the pandemic was coming in those couple right. months before you decided to do this. But you tapped the brakes just a little bit and said, you know what, I don't need to rush to leave campus uh, in three and a half years. And, and maybe it was a little bit of that you already felt that you had this momentum 
towards going into the corporate world, but that you could actually achieve this balance of staying on campus a little while longer and being a student for your full four years um, and then making that move into the corporate space in that May, May June timeframe instead of, instead of accelerating it. So there was a lot of balancing I think you were doing and, and trying to make sure that you weren't accelerating in some areas and, and not, you know, um, taking full advantage of your experience in, in the other area as well. But I think that that just speaks to that, to the fact that you love being a student and you love learning, you're kind of a lifelong learner and, and, and being in school. And, and so the next move that I think was super impactful on your career was to just really use the momentum that you had coming out of undergrad to go right into your master's program. And this is another area where I would say that it's somewhat against Aaron advice to go right from undergrad to master's degree, but yours was a little bit of a different situation because of the other uh, factors in what, what you were doing at that time. So can you talk a little bit about how you envisioned your college career path and, and the steps that you were thinking you were going to take and how it actually turned out? Sure. So when I started my internship, I thought that this was going to be an internship into my senior year mm -hmm. and that I was going to start my master's program right after because Rutgers has a four plus one plan where you mm -hmm. can get your master's degree in a year based off of having your undergraduate major. And after interning, going into my senior year, I'd gotten an to meet with a lot of individuals and really learned the value of work experience before getting your master's. So with that, I really changed my, my mind and decided I still want to get my master's at some point, but I really want to value the work experience in partnership with my master's. So I, I, although I was on track to graduate early and thought about starting my master's program earlier, I decided I'll stay my <laughs> senior year full four years. I'll get a, a second major. So that's where the labor studies and employment major came in. And I'll go back to grad school. When the pandemic hit, I thought, well, there's no better time than now. And I'd already been working a year at that point. Although it was part-time, I had started full-time and decided to start that fall because it was the best time for me based off of the the timeline, but also because I had a current role, mm -hmm. I could leverage my company's reimbursement mm -hmm. and I got to make it real by meeting with people in my company to, to understand what it looked like at our organization, mm -hmm. a concept that we were learning in graduate school. So I, we would learn, you know, HR strategy or, business analytics. And I would meet with people in the company about those areas and make it real. Mm -hmm. I also ultimately decided not to stay with the same university and go to a different university for my master's mm -hmm. because I wanted to gain different perspective mm -hmm. uh, and meet with different professors and have a different environment around myself. And I, I don't regret that at all. It helped me manage both working full-time and getting my master's as well by leveraging the reimbursement and really taking my time with each class. Yeah. 
even though my standard Aaron advice is to get a couple years of work experience under your belt before you embark on your master's degree, in your scenario, you were able to to have the best of every world. So these are some of the things that I thought would be really useful for people to understand about how you've accelerated your, your HR career. Is there any other piece of advice that you would share with our listeners in regards to getting that momentum going in in your career, whether it's in HR or otherwise? Uh, I know that you do a lot of coaching with early careers in your role. So is there one piece of advice that you would like to share? The first step is starting and having a goal in mind. So I knew I wanted to work at a large corporation and I, I knew I wanted to ultimately move in different areas within that corporation Mm -hmm. because I wanted to learn more. So I think maybe my advice would be be a lifelong learner because that is really what's going to accelerate your growth as a person, which in turn could accelerate your growth and your career. Mm -hmm. We're never going to know everything in our areas. And so if we're continuously pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone to learn in different areas, then ultimately we are going to grow as individuals. And so I did that through my master's, yes, but also through uh, you know, my career in the company that I work for by meeting with individuals, learning about what they do. Is that something that I would want to do? If it is something that I would want to do, what are the skills that I need to build or whether it be technical or soft skills that I need to develop in order to get there? So I think ultimately my advice would be to to keep learning. It doesn't end after school. Yeah. And and I think that pushing yourself outside your comfort zone has served you well over these years as well, Katie. So I'd really appreciate you joining me in the career chat room today and sharing your story. Uh, you've built so much momentum and I just really wanted to give our listeners a chance to learn a little bit from your experiences. So Thank you so much. I I enjoyed our time together. Thank you for having me. So that wraps up another episode of the Career Chat Room. Really appreciate you tuning in and hope you'll join us next time.